All right, into the Triangle Podcast. Welcome in episode 47. 47. Not 46. Not 48. 47. iTunes, Spotify, everywhere else. Google Podcasts, that's a thing. Uh, CouchGuysports.com, all the written content. All of our other podcasts that are out there. YouTube channel, Twitch channel. Definitely the Twitch channel. Some fun things coming to that spot. Al and I have something coming baseball related. Baseball related. Uh, so just keep an eye out for there. Um, guys, we're all back together. In a while. The band's back together. The boss man is in session. Okay, yeah, I have a bone to pick with him. Oh, God, here we go. It's yes. Fine. Yes. So before, before the show just started, this is a recent bone. I jokingly kicked Zachary out of the Zoom meeting. He came back firing. Like guns ablazing, boss man fury. And guys, boss I'll paint fury. the picture. The, the boss man picture that I've tweeted out, his glass him with the glasses and the boss man sign. He I opened the Zoom meeting and that's what I saw. Like he came into the Zoom meeting like that. So I jokingly just nope, we're gonna remove you. I had no idea that if you get kick somebody out of the Zoom meeting, they're not allowed to come back in because the, as the host, you remove somebody probably for a legitimate reason. Yeah, but so I'm boss man. You just so, kick the boss man. For some reason, Zach comes in firing, freaking out through text, fuming through the group text. Let me back in. Let me back in. Ring invite me. I wasn't Zach- fuming. I was simply asking to be let back in. Zach- How is that fuming? <laughs> How is that fuming? I did not use all caps. I was a normal text. How is that fuming? Zach, we will kick you back out again. Let's go. God is good. <laughs> God is good. I feel like this is what Franchi Cordero is going to be like when he wants to come back to the majors and he's not allowed. Like, it's going to be with Zach. He's going to be fuming, subtle fate. It's just going to be great. Sorry. Zach, I don't know why you got so pissed off at me. I, I didn't. Did. I did not. You did, though. You did, though. You did, though. Why are you sound like an evil witch laughing? You did. You, you do look like you do sound like you the You sound like highness from Lion King for crying out loud. Wow. Good reference. Great that, reference. That was, I'll give you that one. That was actually a good one. God, good movie, though. Great movie. You called me a coward. Invite me back, you coward. <laughs> Blame me for everything. The greatest of the show. Oh, Good job. Good Red start. Sox? As the Red Sox aren't in first place anymore. Uh, the Rays I, are. Didn't, didn't, didn't we kind of expect that, though, that they wouldn't yeah. be in first place at this point? Yeah, but I mean, they were playing really well. Okay, look, they're going to be in it. This is like a four team division. They're, all four teams are in this division. The entire season. Let's start Frenchie Cordero. Thank God he's going down to Worcester. Finally. He was optioned down to Worcester. Alex Cora said, look, when he, needs, he needs to get right. We can't find at bats for him. He needs to play every day to figure it out. Oh, you'll play every day in Worcester. He might not even play every day in Worcester. Like when Jaron Duran's back from the USA squad, uh, they're clicking that Michael Chavis is down there again because he got sent back down. Is, is he going to play every day down there? Is he going to get his ABs down there, Frenchy Cordero? Is he going to ride the bench down there too? No, he's going to get his ABs because they're going to want him back up at the major league level as soon as possible because now the Andrew, Andrew Benintendi trade looks not very good at all. Because don't, don't forget about the Winkmeister. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Winkowski, Winkmeister, whatever you want to call him. But, yes, this trade looks bad right now currently because Franchi is down in AAA because he can't figure out his swing. Can't figure out how to put the ball in play. And newsflash, people, when you're a hitter in the major leagues, 
You kind of got to put the ball in play to make good things happen. Reggie can't do that. Al. Jared. Why are you talking like you're having some fun at night and you don't want your parents to find out? It's for dramatic effect. Emphasis. I to whisper to Zach, stay out of this, you bunch of... Oh, an elf reference there. Hello. Zachary, do you want to give us your, your Franchi opinion? No. Um, no. Okay. no. All, right, all right, all right. We're going to move <laughs> on. on. Next topic. Move it on. <laughs> Dad, last shot, last shot, Zach. Okay. It was way overdue, I feel like. Um, I get it. They want to see how we did. But um, it, like I said, it should have been done a while ago. I get, Like I said, I get why. They want to get his confidence going and maybe – if he was going to hit or do well, whatever, then he would be good going on. But if it felt like it was like inconsistent, like he would have bad stretches, have a hit, and do bad again. I mean, that home running against Philadelphia was a monster shot. That's what we expected him to do all season long, and he hasn't done that just once. That was it. So I'm glad I sent him down. I'm a little bit surprised that Durant didn't get called up though. Um, but I know they Durant, used... Durant is cur- Durant is currently with Team USA. Oh, okay. So that's, that explains why. So he's not around Worcester either. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, it's the USA like qualifier roster or something like that for because uh, baseball, but for the Olympics. Gotcha. Um, he is part of that. Jaron Duran to the Olympics. Let's Good do it. Um, but yes, he's with Team USA, so he's gonna be back when their like practices and are done or the qualifying stuff is done. Gotcha. Um, when he comes back, he shouldn't go to Worcester. I went to Boston. You get a first. He's the, the the Patriots. Robert Kraft playing should go pick him up and bring him to Fenway. Let's give Jaron Durant. Jared Durant, man, I, I don't know what it is, except for that first like game, first couple games. Dude has been raking in Triple A. Isn't he hitting over four hundred? Something like that. Something. He's hitting like four twenty, four thirty, but I don't even know how many homers, but I know it's a lot. And dude looks like he just should. He the Red Sox need a spark right now. Like, I'll say that. Like, they're starting to kind of fall a little bit. The bullpen's issues, and we'll talk about the bullpen and what it relates to Chris Sale in a second. But, like, the bullpen, this team is a little bit of energy. Frenchy Cudero clearly wasn't that it. Now, Michael Chavis was that, but they still sent him down, and Alex Cora said that he had offensive stuff to work on. Fine. I trust Alex Cora. I'd rather Chavis stay up, but that's Alex Cora's decision. Um, it doesn't Jaron Duran, just the way he's playing right now in Worcester, a.k.a. not there right now. Doesn't it feel like he's that spark plug the team needs to kind of re-energize going into July and, and the kind of the summer months here? You would think so, because then he can just be your everyday center fielder. Verdugo can play left. You obviously don't have Franchi because he's down in Worcester. And then you go from there. You can put Kike at second base, improve your infield. I mean, it's a win-win in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. I would even say if Durant's your everyday center fielder, would you rather for just kind of curious, would you rather play Verdugo left or right? I, I would, I, I, you know, what's funny. I would go Verdugo and left. I go Hunter Renfro and right with the way that he's playing. Yeah, he's been really good out there lately, it, especially with the outfield assists. I mean, the guy's got a hose. The mm-hmm. guy, the guy oh, has yeah. the best arm on this team in the outfield. No questions asked for sure. Yeah. No, I'm okay with that. Cause I, I'm all for Kiki, not Kike, not playing outfield. Like I, I think he needs to play second base yes. um, until you're confident enough to bring up Jeter downs, which isn't happening this year with Kike on the team. Kike needs to be your everyday second baseman leading off, and that's it. And that's if it. you bring up Jaron Duran, you have you have the ability to lock in your outfield finally. But, 
Right, but that's also not going to happen because Christian Arroyo is also ha- also having a good year too. Defensively, he he's, he's coming point. back from injury, and like yeah. you, you're not going to bench Kike. You brought him here to be an all all star player, like everyday player. You have a reasonable excuse to sit Arroyo if you want Renfro to play right field. Look, I don't know when Jaron Durant's coming up, but he's making it harder and harder for this team not to just do it now. Um, I, I don't know what it's going to take, guys. I don't even know what you guys think here, but like I don't know what it's going to take for the Red Sox to go, oh, I guess we have to bring him up. Like, even if they aren't ready, like, what, what is it going to take for them to go, you know what? I think we should just bring him up. He's playing too well. We can't leave him down there. I think he's going to just be a September call-up. I mean, at this point, they want him to get a bat sound in Worcester. They want him to get plenty of ABs in his system. And honestly, the way they're playing right now, I mean, they're 30 and 20. They're competing for the AL East. I mean, it just sounds like he's going to be a September call-up. No. It should be earlier. It should I mean, be a I lot think, earlier. I, I agree that that's probably the better shot at this point. If you said all-star break area or winter September call-up, it's going to be September call-up if that's the decision. But the reason why I don't think it happens sooner rather than later is because they don't. It, does, it doesn't fill a need. Like the immediate need for this team is a bench depth piece or bullpen help, which bullpen help you can kind of solve. So like, you any deadline move is going to help address that team. But like, you're not going to bring Jaron Duran up here to be a end of the bench role player. Like, that's not what he is. If he comes up, he's playing. Um, this team needs a end-of-the-bench veteran-type presence, like like almost like, say, 2018 when you traded for Steve Pierce, right? Um, or when you are looking at, like, bringing in Shane Victorino in 2013 and, and, like, as a veteran, like, to those kind of players are what you need on a cheaper deal. Because, look, in no way is Bloom at the trade deadline, like, breaking up your top 15 farm system prospects to go get somebody. No. Like, it's not happening. Because his whole thing has been, we need to preach this for the long term and now, and they're they're succeeding, they are. But the biggest thing I need Heim Bloom to do is realize that you can trade the 17th prospect in the system for something okay. Like you can afford to drop your 18th best prospect for a one year rental to make this team better, because down the road you can spend money here to fill those holes later with superstars. Like that's just you can do that here. You couldn't do that in Tampa. They don't do that in Tampa. But like. That's that's where that's where this team needs to go, and I don't think Jared Duran, unfortunately, I would love him up here now, is not part of that immediate fix or need. Let me ask you this: Do you think this is a good problem to have? Though, like you have these options in AAA or on your bench. Well, yeah, to... because you never had you never had it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, think about what Dave Dombrowski did to this team. Like mm-hmm. he wiped the farm system. Now you always had Jared Duran, but like they even filled holes in. You know, like this team is getting better with the farm system. It's not as bad as it was when Dombrowski left. That's for sure. Yeah. Just as, just as Alex for yeah. three run home run to put the Red Sox up five, two. Let's Do get we. it. Let's get it. But I think it's an interesting discussion to have because again, we in Boston like to see immediate production, right? And we're seeing mm-hmm. it in Jaron Duran who's hitting well, who's playing great in the outfield and the Red Sox don't have that center fielder that they can really rely on since Jackie Bradley left. And I defensively, because hitting, thank God, he's not around anymore. Because I couldn't stand to watch that. Yeah, I think partially why I thought Durant, Durant would be up here. And maybe the team's success probably stopped this because I don't know if they thought they were going to be this good either. Like, did Bloom think they were going to be this good with this team? I don't know. We didn't. No one did here. No. Um, Especially the last we, year. Exactly. So, like, do we think High Bloom looked at this and went, okay, we don't need Jackie Bradley because we'll probably end up playing Duran this year. And then this team that came out of nowhere, Renfro had a, it's having a great season, all this stuff. And now it's like, well, we don't need Duran either, but like they could use Jackie Bradley right now. It, defensively. Yes. Well, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
a hundred percent. That catch he made, that catch he made. I mean, there's been a couple, but that catch yeah, he made. Baltimore. That oh, oh, and they, they, oh, chairs. Zach, you, you okay, Zach, buddy? I need, I needed like six new pairs of shorts all at one time. Okay, then. It was probably one of the best catches I've seen him make in his career. Yeah, no, that was a great catch. He, listen, we we know how great he is defensively in the outfield. I mean, he's a Gold Glove center fielder. That is what it is. But now you're talking about the possibility of bringing up a young kid that could probably be your center fielder for the next decade if everything goes hit. correctly. Who, who can, can hit. hit and can hit for power? Jackie Bradley wasn't going to do that. Jerry Durant, your leadoff hitter of the future, right? Absolutely. Put him in the one thousand, spot. Let him go. Thousand percent. Okay. No nice. questions asked. I need, I need Jared Durant to play this year. I just, I just need it. Or I'm going to Worcester to watch a couple games because, man, that kid can play baseball. Yes. All right. Yes, he can. The, the pitching is is partially an issue. And I want to talk about the bullpen last because that kind of ties in with Chris Sale and my conversation and where I want to go with that. But, like, you mentioned, Zach, before the show, Eduardo Rodriguez. So tell me, Zachary, boss man. Are you concerned about Erod? He hasn't been good last month, no. right? Last three, four starts. Hasn't been good. I don't know what his ERA I don't have stats in front of me. I think it was like, like in the fives last time I it, checked. It hasn't been good. Um, are, are you concerned? Yes and no. Um, yes, well, that's I'm a cop out answer. <laughs> I guess a little bit of yes, but I don't want to be overcritical because I was the same way with Garrett Richards and he turned around just like that. So I tell myself that, you know, he's struggling, but also look what happened to Richards. He figured some stuff out. Now, obviously Erod's are, we lean, I feel like we tend to lean on Erod a little bit more than we do on Richards because he's our second best pitcher in the staff. Erod Erod was deemed like the ace coming into this season. Yeah, Like why is no one, I mean, to be fair, I know why no one's hard on him because no one's watching. Yeah. Like right. the Bruins are the Bruins are on. Yeah. About to win a Stanley Cup, hopefully, fingers crossed. And Celtics are still on. And people would rather crap and watch the crappy Celtics right now than watch the Red Sox. That's just the way this town's been so far. So like until the Red Sox have the stage themselves, Erod has time to figure this out without getting crap from our fans. Because unless you're a diehard baseball person, are you even the Red Sox are good right now and no one's watching? Yeah. And, right. Go ahead, Zach. Go. Go. No, I was I was just gonna say. That Phillies game, it was just a three-run homer that was a killer, uh, and I think they won like game four to one. And it was four nothing in the first inning, and he was mm-hmm. good the rest of the way. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not sure if you guys watched the Phillies game by chance, but that home run was like really. It was like it was just barely a home run. Let's just say that it yeah. barely made well, it. I, right I would say this: like it's gotten better every start. I think for everything, like, I think he's gotten better and better every start. And like this is why I think the relieving is the bigger issue. If you watch. All of these starting pitchers, Erod's the only problem right now. Like Martin Perez, you knew what you were going to get out of him, and you're getting it right. Like you're getting five innings at a time. Evaldi has been good, really, for the most part, right? Um, Richards Richards has been a pleasant surprise since the first couple starts, and he's been good. And Nick Pavetta is Nick Pavetta, yeah. Like, and and I I bank on Nick Pavetta having decent starts every time he goes out and throws the ball. Man, Dave Dombrowski looks like an idiot. so your fifth starter, I mean, your first starter, Erod, is the only really issue, and I, I'm not concerned yet. Like, it's May. Um, there's still only one game out of the division, and, yeah, they have some schedule coming up. So he needs to figure it out. Like, they're, they're that going. That game in Toronto, he gave up 11 hits in that game. Yeah, like, it's insane. And Toronto can hit. I'll give oh, yeah, they're a good team. I'm not taking anything away from hits. Toronto. But, like, the schedule coming up, though, the guys, they're playing the Marlins this weekend. 
as we record the 28th of May. Then it's Astros, Yankees, Astros. Yeah, it's like, Astros it's like a lot 20th. of playoff teams. Going yeah, it's now. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So this next like month, not even a month, it's probably faster than a month, but like is going to really tell us even more about this Red Sox. Oh, team. yeah. 100%. I think they'll be fine. Like I'm not thinking they're going to blow everybody out of the water, but like next weekend they're playing the Yankees. They'll be fine. I think they're better than the Yankees right now. Um, I, I just think that this team has a lot to prove. Starting pitching is not the issue. So if anyone out there is listening and they want to tell me the starting pitching is the issue, you're not watching this team. You're not. You're sitting at home, maybe checking the scores, seeing Erod's ERA and tell, oh, that must be the starting pitching. Everybody sucks. No, it's not the starting rotation. It is the bullpen. It is the bullpen. Oh, and guys, I don't know if I told you this, but it's also the bullpen. Oh, okay, cool. Um, But also with Eddie Rodriguez too, and to go back to just a point that you mentioned a few minutes ago, People don't care about Eddie Rodriguez because they're still getting over the fact that last year he was out the whole year because of the COVID situation. Yeah, so they're still like, okay, too. right. It's about still, that last week. Right. It's still early. You know, it's there's time for him to figure it out, like Jared's saying. So, like, I'm not, I'm, I've been the same boat as Jared. I'm not too worried yet. You know, if he continues to have a few bad starts though into June, then we might have to say so it's finish. definitely concerning. Like, it, this is definitely concerning, but like, I'm not going to like panic, panic. Oh, I'm not either. I'm just saying, like, over to based on the last two starts, giving up 11 hits against Toronto and then the Phillies, I'm a little concerned, but I'm not going to like go full panic mode here because there's still so much time left in the season. Right. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the starting pitching matches up against good lineups like the Astros, assuming they don't have trash cans, and the Yankees and everything else. So we'll see how this starting rotation – goes about and getting Chris Sale back would obviously be a huge help. They did good transition. They didn't do too too big in Atlanta too. I know they split the series, but off the Atlanta offense is really good too. I know but didn't provide like struggle at times like he got a lot of hits, but he was still able to hang in there because he kept them alive. Like if they can just get that kind of pitching staff and until Sale comes back, I think they're gonna change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Yes. This this schedule. <laughs> looking at it, Marlins playing them now. Yep. I think you at least take two out of three from the Marlins. They're not great. Then you have three, four against the Astros, three against the Yankees, three more against the Astros, four more against Toronto, uh, two more against Atlanta, four, three against Kansas City, and then you have three against Tampa, three more against the Yankees, like. You're playing division playoff teams, cheaters. Like you're playing everybody in the next in June. That matters. Like you said earlier, this is this is gonna be the true identity for this team. This is gonna be their true test. Like also, like this is gonna it's gonna make them. It's gonna make us see if they're for real or if they're just pretenders. Are we concerned they suck? Are we concerned they suck at Fenway? It's weird because it definitely is odd. Yeah, yeah, because they're usually were so they've been so good at home for years, and now it's like they just decide to play better on the road. Like now, I'll throw this. I'll throw this caveat in here, caveat, if you will. Let's wait for the fans. Give me a full capacity oh Fenway. My God, I can't wait to see that tomorrow. And yeah. let me let me see. So give me June. I mean, th- th- it's tough to compare May to June because literally June is like a gauntlet compared to May, schedule wise. But like. Do we think the fans had? I mean, the fans have been there now, but like a full packed Fenway. Fenway packs every game. Like it can be the middle of July against the freaking Pittsburgh Pirates, and Fenway will be full. 
Whereas, and, and we're used to that, right? People from Boston, like it's what Fenway is. We've grown up like that. Like we're not fans of the Pittsburgh Pirates where you go to a game and you can move down after the second inning because no one's there. Colorado Rockies, same example, right? Um, like those kind of teams, we're used to it. But I remember I've talked to people who I've worked with, like I've worked for some bigger companies. So people have like offices, other parts of the States. And I'm just like, they're like, oh my God, Fenway's always full. I'm like, no, I don't really ever think about it. Like I just, I just go to a Red Sox game and there's a bunch of people there. Like, like that's really what it is. There's a different vibe when Fenway's full versus when it's not. So maybe I'll give them a break. Now, if the fans are there and they still suck at home, then I don't know what to tell you. But right now, I'm not terribly concerned. I don't know. What are they home? Let's see. They are 14 and 13 at home and 16 and 7 on the road. They don't have to bring a thap to in a broadcast. Like, like every single series, at least a game, it's these guys are struggling at home, but they're good on the road, which is, isn't a bad thing because if you're going to be a playoff team, you're going to be in a hostile environment. But like you guys said, Fenway Park is a true home field advantage. You've got the green monster out there at um, left field, and you have the weird dimensions all over the ballpark. And the triangle. Yeah, the triangle. into the triangle, yeah. And it just has – I haven't been there to a game, but – just like going there, like when it's empty, like I can't experience the free like you guys do. But it just Wait, have, you never, have you never been? Have you never been to Fenway? I've been to Fenway, but never for a game. Well, I think Alan, I should be there for your first game. Yes, <laughs> make some content there too. I, I don't think the boss man should go to his first Red Sox game without me and Al. Let you guys know what's going on with that. Full heartedly agree. But um, I, I, it has good. to happen now. Has to happen. If you go without us, I'm gonna find out. Oh, I was probably and I'm gonna sick Al on you. Were you were you an assassin now? No, Al is. That's the point. Oh, I'm sick Al on you. Anyways, <laughs> wow, staring into my freaking soul, Al. Um, how can I speak with? Okay, I'm sorry. Never mind. Going back to <laughs> going back here. It just has that like that old school feel to it too. Like like around playoff time, I know how loud that place can get. And mm-hmm. they said that a full capacity is gonna be tomorrow. Against the Marlins at four o'clock. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, crappy weather here in Boston all weekend. Got Memorial Day weekend. It's gonna be like in the fifties and raining all weekend. It's gonna be gross. It's okay, Gross. it's right here too, anyway, so don't feel too Figures. bad. What are you going to do? Okay. Last topic. Did I miss one? No. Okay. I didn't think so. Chris Sale. Oh, wait. You did miss one. <sighs> what did I miss? Santana. Right. Oh. Zach, talk about Santana. <laughs> I've been impressed with him. Um... I didn't know what we were going to get with him. Who, who Was it for Chavis that we sent him down for? Is that who we brought up for him? can't remember. It was that transaction, yeah. Okay. Um, I was shocked they brought him up and not Durant, to be honest. There was something we don't know. But um, he's been really impressive for me so far. Um, he's just been here for the Philly series and then the one against Atlanta and the Marlins. Um, homeward in his first two games, I think, was against the Phillies. I know he homeward yeah. in the... Yep. He yeah. can also rake. He has, he's going to be like your future, like Brock Holt, only more talented. And like, he's lost speed too. He can fly around at bases. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. had that Fenway triple the other night. I think it was against Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. What, what is his, Zach, you might know the answer to this. What is his primary position? Like, what is, I don't know. I know he can play everywhere, but like. 
I think it's second base. I think is he a second baseman too? He's playing first base today, I think, right as we as we speak right now. But yes. Yes. he played in the outfield a couple of times. By I think it was said it was he was an infielder. Yeah. Well, they're not saying he's not going to be a frigid first baseman because they love Bobby Dalpin. So like, there's, there's no way. But he's been shockingly good. He came up and hitting the crap, hit the crap out of the ball. Oh, yeah. He has his average is a little low now, but like. He got some pop on him as a kid, and, and they're not expecting much out of him, right? He he was that spark plug they needed to come up, got some wins for him, and they clearly trust the kid. He's playing in like every game. And if they're you see him too, he's not ABs. big guy. He's not a big guy either. He's like he's pretty small for compared to for a baseball player. But he's also he's also a guy that can give you some speed that the Red Sox desperately were lacking. Yeah. That's the reason why they brought him up. Yeah. Is because mm-hmm. he can steal some bases for you too, which you need. Yeah, this yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah. No, they need to be able. Even if he's not playing, right? He's a he's a valuable piece to have at the end of the games to pinch run, right? Uh, when you play NL, NL games, you have to do double switches. Like he's just a valuable utility guy to have, even if he's not hitting the crap out of the ball. But no, I, I do applaud that pickup. Al is just like freaking out. I think he's watching this game while we record. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I love the I love the ad. I'm okay with it. Like I would love to do Duran, but Danny Santana has proved that he's legit. Uh, hit the crap out of the ball, and even if he doesn't hit for average right now, it's fine that they don't need him to. Right? He's not their everyday player. But. Yeah, I mean he'll be he'll be a guy that can do little things for you here and there, and he'll probably contribute to winning a game at some point. So we'll see what happens with Santana. Hopefully, okay, Al, I, ha- I have to ask. I know we're recording a Red Sox podcast, but I just look at the Red. Sox, I just look at the Celtics score and it flipped. It was nineteen to four to start. The Nets were up nineteen four in the first three and a half minutes, and now the Celtics are up one at the end of the quarter. That's wow. why I made the face that I made. Good for good for them. I was, They're still going to get swept, but good for yes, them. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Sorry. That's what <laughs> they, I had to get they that. They won up. a quarter. Hey, look, I'm a diehard Celtics fan. I'm a, I'm a big C's guy, but like they just don't have it this year. And, and then Jalen Brown's not playing, which doesn't help the cause either. But, what, uh, but who will have it is Chris Sale. Yes, great. I like it. Way to bring it back to the Red Sox. Um, Chris Sale is supposedly coming back sooner rather than later. Not, I mean, probably still at the All Star break. Um, He's been throwing bullpens off mounds. He was thrown with Ryan Brazier. I keep forgetting about Ryan Brazier. Me too. Um, I, I hope he's. I hope Ryan Brazier is a shell of what he was because he was good, was good in 2018. When, he was a beast. Yeah. Um, Nick Qualia, our very own, thought at one point he should have been the closer in 2018. In 2018. Wait, yeah. Yeah, I know. I told him he was an idiot. Don't worry about it. Um, Chris Sale. I want your take on this. And this is not my initial thought, original thought. It was uh, Tony Maz here in Boston. I was listening to his baseball hour on the, on the sports hub. He was talking earlier about Chris sale and how he feels he probably won't start this year and how they should be careful with them. A la Noah Syndergaard and how he can't get it right. Cause they keep just putting him back on the rotation. Should the Red Sox let sale be a bullpen guy for the season, right? The whole season pitch like four innings once or twice a week be the gap when the starters don't fail and get the play, get the get the bullpen to Matt Barnes. And then you have other guys to do that too. You still have Whitlock. Um, you have other guys, but like, can, is it better for this team to add sale long-term and short-term to add him to the bullpen and pitch less often and give him higher leverage situations that way than just putting him in the rotation and hoping he stays healthy. Maybe for a month to build up his endurance. But other than that, I think you need him as your, you need him as that ace. Because right now, Rodriguez isn't doing it. Ivaldi's not an ace, and he's had injury problems throughout the years. And obviously, guys like Pavetta aren't going to be an ace. Richards isn't going to be an ace. Perez isn't going to be an ace. So you need Chris Sale as your ace. You need a guy that's going to be a stopper 
for when you hit skids or you need a big win. Now for the, again, for the first month or two. Okay, fine. Build up the endurance. And like you said, strengths, the bullpen, all well and good. But when you get later on in the season, like late August, September, you need him to be a starter. Do you risk his long-term health? Say two, three months in putting him back in the rotation. Cause you know, Chris, if he's going, he's going, there's no, there's no off button. But Chris, he's a psychopath. Like there's no off button. They're going to let him pitch. If he says he feels good. They're going to let him pitch. I, I, the biggest thing for me, Chris Sale, and Zach, you can tell me if you disagree here, but like, I don't want to ruin him for the next four years for this year. See, it's tough with Sale. Um, Al is, has a good point. You want him to get his endurance back up. Um, we want him to be the diamond starter, but. This team's only one game back of division right now. And they've been leading they've been leading the division for yeah. most of the year. Yeah, they like lost it the other day for like the first time all season long. Just it's hard because you don't want to risk him getting injured like Syndergaard here, but you kind of need him going into these next few months of the season. I mean, I granted, I mean, we're still been playing tough opponents like the Yankees and the Ash. Are you playing the Astros again after this time? I'm not sure. Not like going into like July and August, but that's when like the playoff race starts heating up. Like you need your best. You need to go guns out for all guns out for these next few months here. Mm-hmm. So, as for sale, I'm agree, I agree with L. Yes, use him in the bullpen for like a couple of weeks or whatever, but then I think you need to send him in there and because. Most of these stars aren't going more than six or seven innings. I mean, so that's five or six. Today, Zach. That's how what? they do it. Yeah, that's, that's five that's five awesome. innings. They ask for five innings. That's it. I'm, that's I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, look, look at Martin, right. the, the day that Martin Perez got pulled. I forget what game that was. He was in the fifth inning. Lights out. Only had like sixty something pitches, seventy something pitches in the fifth inning. And Cora pulled him. Pulled him. Bye. Out. I miss the days. And Zach, this is, I'm not yelling at you for this, but like, I know. No, I, know. I miss. I miss the days. When we were kids, growing up, when I was a young whippersnapper, when I could go watch Pedro Martinez throw nine innings and it was nothing, I, and that's a unique example because Pedro is crazy. But like, go watch. I could go watch uh, Mike Timlin come out of the bullpen, or I could watch Josh Beckett even throw. And if it wasn't for, if Josh Beckett didn't throw seven or eight innings every start, it was a bad start. Like that's the way baseball started. Starters should be able to get you to the seventh. They only pitch every five days. Like I hate the analytics for this. Like I, I like analytics for some things. I do. But the two things that piss me off the most about analytics guys is the shift, the freaking shift and starting pitchers coming out in the fifth or sixth inning when they have like no pitches. And Al, I think Zach, Zach did you play baseball growing up? No, no, I didn't. No, that's what I thought. But Al, you and I both played light Legion ball. Travel ball. We played everything. Correct. I know I pitched and I never got pulled unless I either told him I was, I was feeling awful or I got to like the fifth, sixth inning. And that was for a seven inning game. Right. So like, that's the way it should be. And I'm sorry. I don't want to sound like this to all the, the back in the good old days. Analytics are killing baseball for that reason. And this is why like, I'm a, f- the only reason why I'd be okay with Chris Taylor going back to the start rotation is because that's, he's only going to pitch five innings anyway. But like, the trend has been Chris Dale has still got Chris Dale has been the outlier to the rule. He's gotten to go seven, eight innings when he's been on a roll. He's not going to let you pull him out of a game when he's seven, eight innings deep with like 80 pitches. If he's actually pitching well, 
No, because he might cut up the jerseys if you do so. Exactly. He's going to come back and like cut up Alex Cora's jersey while he's not looking. And Alex Cora is going to get up to go do another pitching change and his jersey's just going to fall off. Exactly. Like, it's just what Chris Dale does. God, that's like one of the best stories ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like this jersey. Screw him. No one's wearing him. Um, I'm more inclined to let him be in the bullpen as long as he needs. Um, if that means he doesn't start this year, screw it. Look, this team's already pr- pretty good without him. Anything Chris Sale can do to this team is a win. Because I think this team, as constituted, is good enough to make a deep playoff run to make me happy this year. I don't think they're going to win a World Series this year anyway. Even with Chris Sale, I don't think they're good enough. Listen, I'd be happy with them just making the playoffs. They, That's what I'm saying. Make, give, me, give me the division series. I'll be happy with that. I said their last division, season, too. Like how rough division, it was. division series. Give me some playoff battles. If you get to the ALCS and Chris Sale's come out on the bullpen, fine. Great. Great. Fine with me because you have still like four years left of Chris Hill. I don't want to risk that when, you know, they're starting to build things the right way. Another year under Heim Bloom, more off season additions. Some of these younger players like Duran would probably become an everyday player next year. I have more faith in them next year. And then Chris Hill has a full next season. Chris Hill fully healthy day one starter. Good to go. Look, I'm, I'm more inclined to, just be like, screw it. Let him pitch out of the bullpen. Now, if he comes to August, September, October, and yeah, you have some injuries and he looks healthy and there seems to be no soreness and you need a starter, well, I'm going to pitch Chris Sale over God knows what coming out of AAA. Like, okay, then maybe. But I, I'm more inclined to be like, you know what? Let's just, let's just let Chris Sale be Chris Sale in the bullpen. Four innings, go crazy every couple days, be a good teammate. And that's, that's eight, eight more innings every week than we typically would get out of him anyway, if he was hurt. Because think about it that way too. Eight innings, four innings twice a week versus eight innings, say once a week. Same thing. More rest in between, di- different parts of the lineup. Imagine, imagine on days when you go Avaldi, Chris Sale, Ottavino, Barnes. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Games, game seven, ALCS. Nathan Avaldi, Chris freaking Sale. Matt Barnes, Chris Sale, Tanner Houck, Adam Adovino, Matt Barnes. I'd rather I'd rather Nathan Valdi than Tanner Houck pitching. Yeah, but Houck out of the bullpen for two three innings, you basically are getting the same thing. Chris Sale on the left side and Chris Sale on the right side. Have fun hitting that for six innings. Next season, Chris Sale, day one. Tanner Houck, day two. Oof. I, got, I just got the tingles from you saying that. Yeah. Guys having some fun over there? You getting excited? A little tingly. Ooh. It's almost as exciting as like Zach gets with Josh Allen with the visor on. Like it's just literally God, so the, ex- the excitement that Al just felt. I, sorry, I had to give you a win, Zach. Sorry. Thank um, you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I saw Mac Jones run over 50 at practice this week. So like I had I had to give someone a win. Um, Chris Sale out of the bullpen. Mm. 2021. To each their I think own. I, I, think I convinced you guys. I think we're in. I think we're solid. Yeah, um, not even, not even close. I think we, I think we get it. I think we did it. Um, Zach, you're the deciding I, vote. I don't know. It's hard for me to answer this question because. Oh, make a pick. No, 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 no. Let me just say something. I feel like the worst team is. Like I, yeah, I did. I literally said I agree with you. I'll let him in the bullpen for the first couple weeks and send him out there. I just wanted to hear you say it again. Weird, but whatever. 
We don't get enough love to Matt Barnes. Especially on a contract year. Absolutely insane. I hope they bring him back next year. Even if they, even if he doesn't like completely compete, complete doing this the rest of the year, he's been legit for this team. And then uh, don't forget, speaking of Matt Barnes, his name popped in my head. Don't forget about Brandon Workman. He's down oh in the minors. They got him back. Yeah, that's right. He's down in the minors. Ah. They said he's making really good strides. He looks like him old self before the trade. Ha ha. Suck it. Dave Dombrowski. Um, that's a factor. Brandon Workman could come right back up. Look, when they traded him, he was doing well. They just needed some trade piece to get Pavetta. Another Much piece. like Nick Pavetta starts against the Phillies in some crazy scenario. That was great. Brandon Workman comes in and like releases him and they win the game. Bring it on. Love it. Did you guys see that play against the Pirates and Cubs yesterday? Oh, the base running blunder? That, yeah. That was dumb. Can we talk about the fact that there was two outs? Yeah. Yeah, all like, the dude had to do was step. All the dude had to do was step on first base. That was you it. Let, you didn't have to you, chase him down. Some of afraid to touch Baez. Watch the Pirates also in the draft screw it up and take just like Jordan Waller and he ends up being a bust. Guys, the Red Sox have a legit shot at four to get some good pitching. Some people, some people are even saying Jack Leiter might fall. If um, Jack, Jack Leiter falls, get all three of us new shorts. Because yes. that dude, that dude makes people miss. That's like your next ace. Like you can just bring him up to double A right away. And then like he, he could be, if you draft him this year, if he slides the four, and that's where the Red Sox people p- 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 uh, are picking people, um, he pitches in two years in the Red Sox uniform. <laughs> like that dude is just filthy. Friend of the program, Chris Enrique, said that if the Red Sox take Jack Leiter at four, he's going streaking. Oh God! Oh, let's hold him to that. So, I'm sorry, I'm very confused right now. I'm watching this game and Matt Barnes is warming up in the sixth inning because of the rain. Because they're probably um, they're, they're banking okay. on the fact that the rain's gonna basically wash out the game. Oh, sorry. Have, what what inning is that? You you have to get you have to get five and a half in for an official game. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Which they should have called the other night, by the way. The rain delay that went like five hours. That was. It's coming down out there. Stupid. Right now. Um, yeah, they're probably not gonna. They're, they're not gonna. They're not gonna get this whole game in. So, um, I mean, they have their official game now. So they're in. They're in the top of the six. So they're they're in an official game now. Um, that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about. Are you guys satisfied? So far, so good. We'll see what happens uh, week to week. There you go. Sorry, how you know just checking about the retired side. Good. 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 All right. Episode forty-seven. In the triangle, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Why not? Uh, I'm pretty sure you can just like tell your Alexa or Google to tell us to play us and it'll play. Uh, so do that. Uh, CupsGuysSports.com, the YouTube channel, the Twitch channel. You can find all of us on there. It's good stuff. Uh, the written content is killing. We actually just cracked 70,000 views for the first wow. time as a website. Probably going to crack 80,000 before the end of the month. I say, Mike, and Al, side note. Al and I were talking about hoping to crack 70 by the end of the month last week. So, like, it's been crazy. Got a few days left. Everyone, hope you enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. If you're in the Boston area, I'm sorry. It's rainy. It sucks. Drink anyway. Boys, it was fun. We'll, We'll be back next week. Yeah. Sounds good.